Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. Uh, Today is our first episode in our new season 11. I know it's kind of hard to believe, but we're going to start things off uh, with our week 13 NFL review. And uh, this one was pretty exciting uh, as we move towards, as we're moving toward her, um, the, uh, the uh the playoffs this year we've got a lot to talk about in this uh but the first game up is the thursday night game uh between the seattle the seattle seahawks and the dallas cowboys i think both of these teams played phenomenally this was a great game on both sides of the ball but i did think that the cowboys did eke by uh just at the end i mean geno smith with 334 yards three touchdowns all three touchdowns were to uh, DK Metcalf, who had six catches, 134 yards. The guy was just going off. The guy proved that he's still a threat here in the NFL and everything like that. Um, Tony Pollard had a pretty good game. Dak Prescott had a pretty good game. Um, but it was cool to see the Cowboys kind of rise to the occasion, even though once they got into the fourth quarter, um, you know, they kind of rose to the occasion and were able to kind of come back in the way that they did, which was pretty impressive. Um, the Cowboys are looking pretty strong. They got the big, they have a big test ahead of them coming up this week as they go up against, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles and things like that. But, um, uh, all roads point that the Cowboys are bound to be a playoff team. And if, should they get past the Eagles, they could be a division champion at the end of this season. The Seahawks, I don't know. The Seahawks are a little if and if, you know, their offense can put up some points, but for some reason, the defense cannot, uh, be, on both sides of the ball for some reason it's 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 either it's hit or miss with this team it's real inconsistent some when the defense does good the offense doesn't put it together when the offense puts up points the defense doesn't bail them out of tough spots and uh it's kind of unfortunate you know maybe the Seahawks get into the playoff this year just like they did last year but you know who knows uh moving forward uh next up we got the Denver Broncos and the Houston Texans. This was a must win for both teams, but for the Texans to come away uh, with their uh, with the Texans to come away with the win, that's pretty impressive as they move towards a playoff spot as well. The Broncos had a pretty good, impressive winning streak. They won five in a row, but for some reason, uh, they struggled against this um, Texan defense. I mean, Russell Wilson had he was putting up numbers, but you know he threw some game losing interceptions, and that was kind of unfortunate. So. Uh, CJ Stroud is continuing to push for rookie of the year, which uh, to be honest, if he doesn't get, it's a fucking travesty. Um, you know, the idea, uh, Nico Collins had probably one of the best games of his career. I mean, nine catches, 191 yards with a touchdown. I mean, the guy is really, really, uh, looking to be a prime receiver here, uh, in Houston and everything like that. Unfortunately, this game did suffer from the fact that we did lose, our star receiver in Tank Dale, the rookie receiver who goes down with a broken leg. And um, he's officially been ruled out for the rest of the season. And that puts a little bit of a damper on things. But um, we'll see how the Texans can move forward with him. I mean, this week they're playing the Jets. So, you know, we'll see what happens when they face a a, a, a top-tier defense, even though the Jets aren't really all that great to begin with. So we'll see what happens. Uh, next up, we got the Colts and the Titans. This was a pretty intense game. Uh, Garden Minshew throws for 300 yards and two touchdowns. Michael Pittman Jr. goes for um, 
11 catches, 105 yards, and a touchdown. You know, and not to mention that the Titans had, you know, some pretty good stuff on their side, too. Derrick Henry had 102 rushing yards with two touchdowns, but he does leave the game uh, towards about halfway through the fourth quarter, what looks to be a concussion. So, you know, that that does say a lot about the Titans offense. It does revolve around him because they're still kind of testing the waters with real Levitts at this time and everything like that. But, you know, we'll see what happens. There was even an altercation between him and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, on the sidelines there, I did see that. And DeAndre Hopkins did didn't have a whole lot going on in this game. I mean, he had a touchdown in this game, but you know he would he didn't light up a scoreboard the way Derrick Henry or Pittman did. So, um, I mean, the Colts are looking really really strong right now. As of right now, the Colts have uh, the Colts have the the last spot in the wild card round, and that's the one everybody's kind of gunning for. All the teams that are seven and five. Uh, in the AFC. As of right now, uh, the Texans and uh, Colts are tied for that spot. You know, even though the uh, the Jaguars hold the number one spot in the AFC South, we'll get to the Jaguars later on, but the Colts and the Texans is going to be a fight for the rest of the, if the Texans can win out and the Colts can kind of, you know, stumble their way out of there and things like that, it's going to be something really, really uh, special come uh, come playoff time. So, Next up, we have the San Diego Chargers and the New England Patriots. This was probably one of the most um, embarrassing games I think ever. I think I've ever seen, and because of the because of the fact that neither team put up a touchdown in this entire game, the Patriots couldn't move the ball. Justin Herbert, for some reason, was moving the ball, but couldn't really see the deal for some reason and everything like that. You know. Devontae Parker had four catches. Zico Elliott, you know, he carried the ball 17 times but only got 50, 50 yards, I think it was. And uh, this was embarrassing. This is probably this is probably the most embarrassing game I've seen from the New England Patriots in a long time. And it's, it's fucking sad that, you know, this team is really, really struggling at this point. And the Chargers... They're not looking really that better either because their quarterback is... Their quarterback is good. They do have a good team. But for some reason, they couldn't get past this you know, subpar defense, and it really kind of shows. Uh, you know, the Chargers are in the hunt, you know, for the playoffs and everything like that, but who knows at this point where if they're going to make it or not. So this was an embarrassing game from beginning to end. Uh, next up, we got the Lions and the Saints. This was uh, a, a shootout right here because going into the fourth, going into at the end of the first quarter, the Lions were up 21-0. By the time we get back, to the end of, by the time we get to the two-minute warning, uh, at the end, you know, the Titans, I mean, the Saints are are knocking on the door. And it was crazy, the fact that the Saints, you know, were doing the best that they could um, to kind of rally behind, um, rally behind this team and everything like that. And it's, it's crazy how the Saints, how the Saints stayed alive throughout this entire game, but for the for the Lions to win it uh, at the end with the field goal, or no, not with the field goal, with the touchdown, you know, it's it's really, really, um, it's really, really spe- special because, you know, it shows the fact that the Lions are here to stay. The Lions do want to be a, not only a division winner, but they want to be a title contender. And from the looks of it, they are doing a, and a great job doing that. You know, the Saints, they're struggling. You know, they have... Probably they have one of the easiest. Um, they have one of the easiest schedules because that entire that entire 
division is struggling as of right now. The Saints, the Falcons, the the Bucks, and the Panthers. Um, and, you know, we'll get into more of those teams later on. But, man, this was just something. The Saints are really starting to fall for that reach because as of right now, it looks like the Falcons are in that number one spot for that division. And they kind of have a losing record. I'm not sure how much more um, how much more the Saints are going to be able to get away with it because it really, really doesn't look good, especially moving forward with the playoffs at the end of the season. So, speaking of the Falcons, the Falcons uh, go over big 13-8 to against the Jets and everything like that. I mean, it was a pretty bad game. Uh, this game was not that good at all to begin with. Uh, Tim Boyle, the quarterback in the Jets, not that great. Uh the Saints defense did, you know, have the lead there for a little while, but once the Falcons got rolling, it's like the Saints didn't do, I mean, the Jets didn't do a whole lot. Um, I don't know, man. The Falcons might be the worst team that are probably going to be in the playoffs because they have a losing record, but yet here they are at 6-6 six and six and are probably the number one team in the NFC South. And it's, I don't want to say it's embarrassing, but it's kind of, it's kind of like pure luck to say the least, so. There's nothing really. There's nothing really a takeaway from this game uh, between the Jets and the and the Falcons, but you know we'll see what happens. Uh, next up, we have the Cardinals and the Steelers. This was incredible to see that the Cardinals were able to knock off one of the best defenses uh, in the game right now. Unfortunately, the Steelers go down twenty-four to ten. Uh, they lo- They lost T.J. Watt for I think for the remainder of the game after the third quarter. Um, uh, doesn't look like, uh, anything career, it doesn't look like anything season ending, but, uh, it was kind of crazy to see Kyler Murray have a good game and, uh, James Conner have a good game. So it was real interesting to see that the fact that he had 25 carries and 105 yards with two touchdowns against his old team, that says something. So, um, you know, good, you know, big ups to the Cardinals. I mean, there's no chance in hell that they're actually going to make the playoffs, but, We'll see what happens. The Steelers, you know, it's kind of looking shaky for them because I know Kenny Pickett did go down uh, in the game as well. And Mitch Trubisky finished the game. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, we'll see what happens moving forward with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, next up, we got the Miami Dolphins and the Washington Commanders. This was just the Dolphins proving that they are going to be a playoff-bound team no matter what. Tua with 280 yards, two touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, five catches, two touchdowns. Uh, David Achain, um, uh, 17 carries, 73 yards, two touchdowns as well. It's like these guys don't know how to slow down at all. And the sad part is that the commanders, they put up the two touchdowns they put up what came from um, from Sam Howell himself. You know what I mean? Like it was just the guy was the only one doing anything around on that whole team. And that's kind of sad. The fact that the quarterback was the only one really making plays for the team. And – I don't know what the future is going to hold for Washington. They need to get it together. Um, and Ron Rivera is not a bad coach. It's just he's just giving a bad team and things like that. But, you know, like I said, that's another team. We're going to have to wait and see what happens in the future. But, you know, who knows at this point. Uh, the Panthers and the Bucks. That this was, a, this was a much closer game than it should have been. And, um... I don't understand why this game was this close. Baker Mayfield had 200 yards and a touchdown. Mike Evans officially, Mike Evans had seven catches, 162 yards, and a touchdown. And he officially has his 10th consecutive uh, year with 1,000 receiving yards. And that's got to be an accomplishment because 
it's very hard to kind of put that to put you know consecutive seasons back to back you know and this is what his fourth quarterback at this time because he had baker he had tom brady he had james winston for a long time so you know and not to mention all the guys that have come in in between so you know mike evans is a fucking hoss man the guys from around the way prayer review and uh things like that and i think he's undoubtedly undoubtedly one of the most underrated receivers of all time the fact that you know he really got his chance to shine when Tom Brady was there and he's still pre- and he's still proving to the world that you know he's got a lot of juice left in the tank so unfortunately because of this loss uh the Panthers go 1 and 11 and they are the first team uh uh systematically eliminated from playoffs and it's unfortunate so but you know then again that comes with the territory when you're when you've only won one game and uh, you know, have 11 losses and have already fired your coach, you know, there's no, there's really nowhere else to put it. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, next up, we have the Cleveland Browns and the LA Rams. This was something to be had because this was, this was the return of Joe Flacco and he had himself a pretty good game. Uh, even though it came up short, the Rams played a good game, but, uh, the Browns played a good game, but for some reason their defense fell apart. Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, I mean, really took this team apart. I mean, Puka Nuka had 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Williams had 88 yards on the ground with a touchdown, and he was just throwing. Stafford had three touchdowns and 279 yards. It was just it was just crazy how a team that is so kind of like off and on was goes over on, on a team that has one of the top five defenses. You know, I don't know what's going on in Cleveland, but they are really starting to you know, you're, a lot of people are really starting to find some chinks in their armor. They lose this week. They lost last week. I mean, it's starting to look pretty bad for Cleveland. I wouldn't hit the panic just yet, but, you know, it's time to start noticing this shit. And um, I don't know what the deal was in Cleveland, but for some, even though they had, they showed the return of Joe Flacco, but at the same time, it's like the defense never showed up. And that's alarming at this point, so... Hopefully they can put it together because I would like to see the the Browns have, you know, at least another playoff run. So we'll see what happens. Uh, next up, we have the 49ers and the Eagles. This was probably the most hyped game going into this week, and it did not live up to the hype for some reason because the Niners went off. The Niners beat the Eagles 42-19. It was just crazy the fact that Brock Purdy throws for four touchdowns and then... Uh, Christian McCaffrey has one. Debo Samuel has two. It's just, I don't know what the deal was. I don't know what was going on in Philadelphia, but there was something going on there. The defense was not, you know, bailing them out when they should. They only managed one touchdown out of the entire game and everything like that. And then I think sometime in the third quarter, Jalen Hurts goes down and Marcus Mariota played. Marcus Mariota played a few minutes in the game and everything like that, but he didn't do anything to kind of, uh, he didn't do anything to kind of um to kind of, you know, change the difference or anything like that, you know. It wasn't like, you know, the 49ers were were playing badly and everything like that and their defense was really but the defense of San Francisco was really holding it down. And and Jalen Hurts didn't have a bad game, but he wasn't, you know, making plays like he was last year, like he was last week against Buffalo. So that was kind of unfortunate to see and it damn sure is alarming when your star quarterback goes down. Uh, so that was kind of that was kind of interesting to see. The Sunday night game uh, finished off with the uh, the Packers and the Chiefs. Um, 
And the fact that the Packers won 27-19, I was blown away by that. The fact that the the Chiefs were not uh, the Chiefs were not, you know, fired on all cylinders, even though, you know, Travis Kelsey had 80 yards, uh, Isaiah Pacheco had 110 yards and a touchdown, but for some reason, you know, the the Packers came to play. You know, they're at Lambeau and everything like that, So, and it's kind of crazy to see that Jordan Love, you know, proven that he's still, you know, considered to be a top quarterback. I don't think... The Packers are going to take their division. However, I do think that the Packers might be a playoff team had they do if they keep playing the way they are. So, and I was mind boggled by the fact that the defending Super Bowl champions actually fell to a subpar team like the Green Bay Packers. So, I don't think the Packers. I don't think the Chiefs are going to be worried about it. I mean, they're still going to win their division no matter what. Um, so we'll see what happens uh, as this, as the season is coming to an end. So. Finally, we had the Monday night game that is. I think this was the only game that ended in overtime. Yeah. Uh, we had the um, the Bengals and the Jaguars. Uh, this was a pretty good game for both for both teams. Both teams were fired on all cylinders. Both teams looked pretty good. Jake Browning, who's the new quarterback in Cincinnati, looked pretty good. You know, Trevor Lawrence was firing on all cylinders. Joe Mixon had a couple of carries with two touchdowns. Jamar Chase had um, like 150 yards and a touchdown. It's like, you know, the Bengals really came to play. And I think one of the scariest things that happened in that game, Trevor Lawrence goes down and he has to be cart and he has to be escorted to the back by security personnel. I know somebody had made the comment that, um, you know, hey, this is our star quarterback and we don't even got a cart to take him to the back and it looks it looks like you know I don't know I really don't know if his season is coming to an end but he did not return for the game uh the Bengals go into overtime they take it down and uh win it with that field goal but Trevor Lawrence's the Jaguars fall to eight and four and you know what if if Trevor Lawrence is done for the season you know it's going to open up for the AFC South you know the bank, the the Colts and the Texans are really going to be coming by for that spot because, to be honest, the Jaguars without their star quarterback are going to be a mediocre team, much like the Bengals. So even though the Bengals had a good game this week, you know that's not going to. I don't think they're going to be anybody's favorite to be in the playoffs or or to have a deep playoff run, you know, come playoff time. But you know who knows? Who knows? They might surprise us. They might surprise us and everything like that. So, but this was probably the one of the most. This is probably the closest game that we had uh, all weekend. But the Bengals come away with the win with that uh, overtime field goal, and you know who knows. You know we didn't get any action from Buffalo or any of those other teams that are on by this week. So, so we'll see what happens Thursday night game. I know I think it's I think it's the Patriots and the Steelers. So, you know, I don't know how I feel about that game, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens uh, this coming week. But um, uh, that's going to go ahead and do it for today's episode. If you like the episode, be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Play, Odyssey, Reddit, wherever you get your podcasts from. Be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets, Instagram and X, the Madhouse 21. Let me know how you guys' teams did. What are you guys looking at for fantasy? Whatever the case may be, uh, let me know. Instagram and X, the Madhouse 21. 
Uh, be on the lookout for more episodes as they come out. We do got a few things coming out this week, so uh, whether it's a couple of the movies that we watched over the weekend and everything like that. If you haven't heard my review for Godzilla Minus One, that is already out. If you haven't heard any of my reviews for last week and everything like that, be sure to follow everything so you can keep up with anything and everything that comes out of this podcast. And of course, as always, be sure to embrace your inner madness.